two things to, you get closer to knowing what product you should build or knowing what product you shouldn't build. Have you truly understood the problem? And are you currently talking to people to figure that out? All right, everyone, welcome back to another episode of Quick Coffee, episode 32. I think it's 32. I was actually yeah. wondering this morning what number it is. I think that's a good sign. We are really deep in the podcasting game, um, trying to make it happen every week, trying to find a cool topic to talk about, an insightful topic. And this one today is actually one that we got a lot of feedback on when we started talking about it in the first episode that we did. I think a couple of episodes back, we talked about the mindset to find product market fit. And yeah, and apparently a lot of people found it interesting. So we want to we wanna dive deeper on the topic today. But before we go into that, I'm here with Felix. As always, Felix, looking fresh today. How's it going? <laughs> doing good, doing good. Thanks. Actually, I'm really asking myself how other podcasters are doing it. Because, I mean, you know, with us, it's always such a short... I don't know, like, I, I feel like even though we've now recorded 32 or like 31 episodes, we're still trying to figure out the perfect schedule for it. Like, do we plan ahead, right? Do we meet up for like an entire day and record several episodes in a day just so that we are planning ahead? Or do we are we doing it like now, just like really meeting up every day, almost every week, uh, a few days before Thursday, publishing an episode I'm, I'm just curious i'd love to talk to a few people about that because i feel like uh, i mean we have our own way of doing it but uh it's always a yeah it's always an adventure uh, yeah, it's 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 really it's really it's really much much more a challenge than i thought it would be but i think you know it's 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 quite with everything that that we are working on we we have a high expectation you know towards ourselves and a high expectation to produce it in a nice way and to or in a high quality way to have some some interesting insights to share some interesting to uh, interesting things to talk about and also of course for everyone listening in to really profit from quick coffee and i think it's also important you know sometimes i tend to forget about that but there is there's really a lot of other things going on um in in our lives and i think if you if if you would look at it from the outside you you would sometimes be asking yourselves how is it even all working at the same time and and i think that you know whenever we get together for quick coffee then that's really when it becomes clear to us as well that um that there's a lot of things going on at the same time that uh, a lot of a lot of balls that that we're trying to keep up in the air so yeah i think that's 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 kind of the background here but you know, if I think about 32 episodes, it's really that we have, we've come pretty far in the game. So I think it's, it's nice and it's fun. You know, I think it's, it's a cool experience every week to have a topic that we, that we talk about and the, the, the feeling after having <laughs> successfully recorded the episode, not with, you know, any kind of technical challenges or whatever that's that's really something that's that's a great feeling so, <laughs> so i look forward to that every week i was just about to say there is a favorite moment every time we're recording an episode and that is after we've recorded it i would usually take a photo of the two of us just because our smile we're so we're always so smiling um because we know that we've you know we have another week in the back we made uh, it we've made it so um yeah, so nice. It's yeah, a journey. You're, you're back in you're back in Berlin. You were you were in Hamburg on the weekend. Um, how's mm -hmm. it over there? What's what's the office situation? How's it going? Yeah, really good. That was pretty cool. I went to the Baupa now called Enter. 
uh, office party on Friday evening, and that Very was nice. uh, quite a quite a cool party. Uh, it was go- was great to meet a few people that uh, we've worked with or are still working with. No, that was definitely a, a great great weekend. And then I went on Sunday. I went to Ham- Hamburg for a short trip, and uh, yeah, now back in Berlin, uh, fully energized. Uh, had yeah already pretty tough Monday, but uh, I think uh, yeah, it's always the <laughs> second question I would ask myself: How do others manage their Mondays? Because uh, it feels like it's always the one day in a week where everything is so unpredictable and. Uh, for some reason, it's all, almost always also the most stressful day. So I, I think um, a lot to learn, a lot to learn uh, looking forward. Definitely, definitely. I mean, in the recent months, I have started to to really, um, you know, on the weekend, take one or two hours to prepare for the week. But e- even still, you know, I think there is so much going on. And and of course, I think it's important to to mention that. And this is something that became clear to me last week when we had the team trip with with Sonic. It's very, very interesting to see we are, if you look at the Sonic and Blossom team, it's two very small teams, actually. It's, it's, you are, you are four or five people and we are maybe 12, 13 right now. It's still very small teams, but we are involved with a lot of different companies, right? And so you, you, you really, you really see the, the amount of projects and the amount of things that are being built in one week. And it's fascinating to me because I think that you know, if you look at some companies that have 20, 30 people, they don't get half as much done as as the teams that we have at Sonic and Blossom. And so there's there's an incredible amount of things that are being built, actually built every week, right? So we had this meeting last week during the offsite where we looked into, you know, all the progress that we've made with a Sonic um, over the last six, six to nine months. And when you look into like how many things have been built in this time with the companies that we are working with, it's it's an incredible amount. And so, of course, you know, it's 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 kind of unreal to think about it, but it, it speaks for for the teams and and what what incredible, incredible work they're doing on it on a, on a weekly basis, really, um, to to work with companies. And and I think it's important to say as well that we are not working on things that are a little bit important to 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 you know the companies that we work with we are working with the absolute core you know mm. it's like product design and tech this is what you know the heart of every startup so You're i right. think there's there's really a lot a lot of effort going into there but um yeah a lot of impressive effort to see a lot of effort and a lot of responsibility so totally totally agree with that but uh yeah why don't we uh slowly kick, kick it, off? it off i mean uh, we're having quite a quite an exciting topic today i think product market fit is actually one of the topics you can't stop talking about it's it's the core of everything you do as a founder and i think uh it's so important to have different angles and perspectives yeah but yeah why yeah, don't we sure. kick it off i mean um you know I'll, I'll hand it over to you to kind of you know cover the first part of it and then i'll, I'll jump in with a few thoughts yeah, yeah, definitely. So I think we wanted to talk about this episode or or this topic today because we had this first episode on product market fit, the mindset to find product market fit. We were speaking about what kind of realization, what kind of mindset should a founding team have to even have a chance to get there. And, and of course, if you want to go into detail about the topic, then just listen back into the episode where we talked about this. But the core takeaway was this realization that if you don't realize as a founder or a founding team that you're you're very likely not going to be at the point of product market fit yet and if you don't internalize that realization in a way that you really prioritize everything you do in a company inside your company inside your startup to getting there then you will have 
basically no chance of even getting there, right? Because there's too many teams that tell themselves this lie of, hey, you know, maybe it's working already a little bit and we can invest into marketing or we invest into branding or we invest into things that might not directly be connected to finding product market fit. And so that's the kind of mindset angle. But then once you have that mindset, of course, the question becomes, what should you be doing on a daily basis to get closer to product market fit? And and so I like to think about these things in terms of like what kind of you know, engine, what kind of machine, what kind of mm. like, you know, weekly process do you want to build in your company to get closer to product market fit? And we, so we can talk about that. But I think let's start with this question of, you know, what's what's so important about getting to product market fit? What's what's the core part of it? And maybe you can give also yeah. a Mapify example, you know, from those times when we were experimenting with a lot of different things. And then and then we we can dive into you know what could such a machine such an engine to find product market fit what could that really really look like yeah yeah i mean my first thought that comes to my mind is really this question of have you truly understand what you're solving and have you talked to the right people or even to people because what i also see a lot with founders building companies or products in the early days is that they just start building right they start building creating solutions something that they that seems to be new the problem is that what you should ideally do in the beginning is truly sit down and think about the problem first and really under and ask yourself if you've truly understood it who am i solving it for what am i solving and what are actually the frustrations and challenges of the people i'm solving it for and not thinking too much from a, like a solution angle meaning i have this idea you know create and like i want to create a new marketplace for fashion right then you 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 sh- shouldn't look at it that way you should rather ask yourself what are the what are the challenges of current fashion marketplaces out there and how are people looking at it at that point of time and i'd probably start talking to as many people as possible to their feelings and emotions and frustrations about current marketplaces just as an example so i think that's really where where i think it all starts with it's is two things have you truly understood the problem and are you currently talking to people to figure that out yeah definitely i think yeah. i think it's even like you know understanding the problem is one side i think you could even go one step deeper and you could ask this question of you know are you even 100 percent sure that there is a problem mm-hmm. you know like it, like yeah, is, it, is it really i think i think there's like a lot of people that actually think that there might be like a like a, like a small problem that people look at but it's it's not even realistic that it, you you don't you you mostly don't even know if the problem is real for for enough people out there that's an item in itself yeah. i think yeah 100% and i mean i can just really give a real real example here right when i when i bit skipped the photo sharing app back in 2016 i assumed that there's a huge problem that it is a, quite a hassle to distribute photos to friends in uh, right in the moment in real time Right, yeah. in, in real time. And I think it was a nice idea and a nice feature. And, pe- and a few people truly loved it and used it. But the problem was that it was just too small. Like the problem was not big enough. Um, the solution wasn't different enough to other existing yes. solutions. And I think, yeah. you know, I've spent a lot of time and, and money and like resources on on building this app because I was so in love with the solution and not and not maybe also 
brave enough to challenge myself whether that whether there's actually a problem or not because I might have also not wanted to see it right I mean I you know as a founder definitely right we just tend to start building and we out of a sudden we are founders and we have to you know we have to execute and but I think you can actually save a lot of time and effort and you can also allocate your time and resources way better the more you do your research in the beginning and the more you yeah. actually talk to people so I think that yeah, was definitely I find, big learning. I find Skip such a such a cool example because I think that the way that you describe it, of course, now you're looking back at it, you're looking back at this experience, but I think the way that you're ex- describing it is is such a good example because you know if you would have gone in with the knowledge that you have today, you would have you would have asked people like, hey, you know, how do you if you want to if you if you've taken ten photos at a concert, how would you share them with your friends? You know, and and they would have probably looked at you like, you know, what is this even, you know, what, what is what is even this question? You know, like I'm just going to send them via WhatsApp or AirDrop or iMessage or there's like a, there, you know, there's so many ways to share. And if you've had this honesty towards yourself in that moment, then you would have probably realized, okay, this is a, it's it's something people want to do. It's not it's not a it's not a problem that doesn't exist at all, right? So it is a problem. People do want to do this, but they already have pretty good solutions. But then, of course, the problem is when you've already started building an application. Of course, you you fall totally in love with it, right? You you've designed and and especially you, you know, you were designing it. You were kind of like you know going all over the place for the application, and so. This is really this mindset part. Now, I think the interesting question is, how do you translate that to, you know, what you want to be doing on a daily basis? And I think mm. here, if I if I look back at, at the Mapify times, the interesting realization that we had at some point, and I think this is what, what ultimately led me, led me to this idea of an engine for product market fit, was that we started asking ourselves, well, if you want to find product market fit, what would you want to be doing on a daily basis, right? Because you don't have revenue to optimize, you don't have customers to acquire, you you don't really have all of that yet because you're in that pre-product market fit phase. And I think the main starting point is this question of what do you want to be doing with your team on a daily basis? And for me, it starts with this idea of you want to track how many insights, how many conversations, how many new things you're learning on a on a weekly basis, mm-hmm. right? And so if you've realized that you don't have product market fit yet, what that means is that the only thing that you can really optimize for is how quickly you are getting there, right? So are you getting there slowly in terms of, okay, you're maybe talking to like one person a week, or are you getting there very fast because you have this system where, you know, you're, you're, talking to like 10 or 20 customers a week. And I found it so interesting yesterday, actually, I had a conversation with the founder and then he showed me his calendar. And I think he had customer conversations from like Monday to Thursday, the entire day, you know? And uh, and of course they're going pretty, pretty quickly towards strong product market fit. They have customers already. But I think, you know, I was thinking, I was looking at his calendar and I was like, this is an engine to find product market fit. You, you have this, 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 you know, recurring thing every week where people in your team collect insights in many different ways but you're accelerating that and i think that's the that's the one thing you want to optimize for um and i think that's 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 really what what we what we discovered during the mapify times quite late honestly but it got us closer to knowing what we what we should be building 
And you know what took us also a little time was to not make it a founders or management team thing, finding product market fit, but make it a company-wide thing. Everyone who's in the company, everyone who's involved should be thinking about that. And I think that also goes back to this question of, you know, you shouldn't feel bad about not having product market fit because it's such a default thing. It's it's it's, ba- it's, it's the default. It's, it's, the it's, default. it's what everyone starts with, you know. It's like, like what every startup starts with. Yeah, you shouldn't be embarrassed about it. And I think um, you can. Yeah, the the more you truly embody it with with everything you do at the company, the, the better. And I what what I mean by that is truly make sure that everyone in the firm thinks about it the same way you think about it. And I think it can be your job as a founder to make sure that the whole team is also. To also, yeah, is a part of that. Is a part of talking to founder, talking to customers, observing people, being part of interviews, truly collecting insights. It shouldn't just be you and the founders. It should be the whole team. And I think that is that is truly important. Yeah. Even the even the new intern that just joined should be a part of talking to customers on a regular basis because they might just come from a new angle that will eventually help the whole team. So yeah, I mean, ideally, ideally, you get to a point where your team. Um, is 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 an enabler in making that product market fit engine run faster every week, right? So if I would now look at you know what what a, what such an engine could look like in a company, I would be going into the startup and I would wonder, okay, what would a regular week at the company look like, right? And for example, you could say, okay, we have Monday and Tuesday where everyone on the team talks with different customers and pot- or or potential users, you know, and then on Wednesday we all get together and we discuss these learnings and we collect all the insights from these conversations. And then on Thursday and Friday, we focus fully on, okay, we build a new prototype based on these insights and we repeat that next week and next week and next week again. You know, And then you have mm-hmm. this, this kind of repeating mechanism and you have this, this mindset in the company that the goal is to learn something new every week you you want to learn as much as possible about your potential customers or users you know basically every day but you also of course want to have some time during a week where you have some time to build new prototypes or solutions that you could be putting in front of your potential customers again next week and learn new things right and so you iterate quickly towards product market fit and i think once you have implemented something like this, and of course, this is only one example, but I think this kind of looking at the calendar and wondering how do I spend, how do we as a company spend our time every week is a powerful question because now someone new comes in, you can introduce to them exactly what we're, what you're doing. You know, yep. you can tell them Mondays, Tuesdays, we're talking to potential users and customers. Wednesdays, we're discussing these insights with within the team. Thursday, Friday, we build new prototypes. Mm-hmm. We do that same thing every single week until we get to a point where we exactly know what we need to build and and we can get to product market fit. And I, I think that's that's yeah. this engine. You know, you want to be doing this on a continuous basis. It's the only thing that's gonna gonna yeah. bring you closer. The only challenge is, and that I that I still remember also from our days back at Mapify, is since you are at some point collecting so much feedback, how do you make sure that you keep it structured, that you keep it well documented and that you are also filtering it because we also know that not every feedback is relevant, right? If you are now building a company for a very specific target audience, I think I remember because when we did the early user test, I think in, in in our interview, some of the first questions were really not only to validate the 
problem and assumptions we had about the problem, but also validate their target audience. Validate whether we're talking to the right people, people that actually have the problem. And I and I remember that we also had a bunch of information and a bunch of insights. And yes. that it was quite a challenge to to listen to the right feedback and document the right feedback and not just every feedback. Um I, I, I fully agree with that. I think you know, that's why that's why I wouldn't say that, you know, building a great product market fit engine is talking to users five days a week. Yeah. You know, I think you, yeah. you you'll basically have like a bazillion notion pages and you don't even know where to where to put it all. I think that, you know, part of that engine is making sure that you have an iterative process week over week. Now, that could mean that in a given week you're going to focus on one specific subset of potential customers and you're going to basically zoom everyone in on we're only going to talk to these people this week and we're going to find out is there something there and if not you're going to zoom out again next week and you're you're going to talk to different people you know and i think it's 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 really you know i think that the the the, the objective here is not that you will find product market fit within four weeks you know that's it's, it's totally unrealistic some 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 companies spend three years doing that until they get there you know some companies never get there so that it's 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 okay to spend some time on it i think that the question is if you look back at the last week you know from today do you have the feeling that as a company you learned something you know that mm-hmm. did, did you get did you get some valuable insights yeah. you know that's the that's the thing because yeah. the problem the problem with you know not having product market fit is that it's so hard to measure mm-hmm. you know you, you don't know if you're making progress but if you collect insights and you're let's say you're starting this whole phase with four potential customer groups and week over week you narrow it down and you have more insights but it also tells you that you know you want to focus on couple couple different customers and zoom in on those with your conversations and your prototypes and everything then you are making progress week over week to get closer to where your product might actually have value for the market. Yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, I think to me, product market fit is also just really about testing a lot of things that don't work, like truly understanding, you know, what is it that doesn't work? Things I thought that might work. And it's not always so. And that's what I meant, with, you know, with like in the beginning, we're talking about this, the, the difference between so being being solution driven or problem driven. And I think you should, it, it is so important to have it always from from those both both of those angles, you know, maybe even from the from the problem angle, uh, even more, which is I think even 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 more important. But uh, yeah, yeah, I think you know it's such a big topic. Uh, finding product market fit. I, I was I was quite looking forward to this episode because I thought it's quite practical for people. Um, you know, listening to the, to the stories we've just shared, knowing that um, since it's such a big topic, there are actually tiny steps I can do every single day, every single week that will bring me eventually closer to finding it. 100%. I think it's important to cover that it is the default not having it. And I think people shouldn't be embarrassed about it. Really, I like there are so many people I talk to which are like, yeah, you know, and then I would ask them, hey, how's, how's it going? Like, how how's the product evolving? And they would be like, yeah, you know. Uh, you know, yeah, yeah, product market fit, uh, yeah, easy, easy. Ah, cool. How many uh, users do you have? And and like, uh, you know, what's the engagement? Yeah, you know, we don't really like product hasn't really worked out. Uh, but you know, like, I I feel like there should be a different transparency around this topic since it is the the only way to truly achieve it. And um, yeah, it's it's really it's re- it really starts with with you know being honest to yourself that you are not there yet. You know, I think that's the whole that's the whole mindset thing. And then 
you know, building that engine means that you set your company up for learning something relevant to, to go to product market fit, to come closer to that objective every week and, yeah. and to give your, to give your company a framework of what are you going to do every single week to gain more insights, to be closer to that topic. Right. And, and, and that's really, that's the one thing that you can measure. Start with measuring the customer conversations that you have or the prototypes that you're building and you're testing and you're having conversations and insights. Start measuring that because if that becomes more every week and if you can sort it in a way that makes sense for the market that you're, that you're targeting, now you know that when you scale that up, you have more insights and you get closer. Two things, to, you get closer to knowing what product you should build or knowing what product you shouldn't you should, build, exactly. but actually both yeah. is relevant, right? So yeah. you, you want to you be collecting these insights. And I think we can wrap it up with this. Um, so that's, that's kind of the second part. After having talked about the mindset to find product market fit, now we talked about a, a possible way to set up an engine inside your startup, uh, an operational beat, something you do every week to, to find product market fit and to get closer to it. I think definitely a topic that we will be uh, that we will be picking up once again um, in future episodes. A lot of uh, interesting topics to come. As always, of course, let us know what you think about the episode. Send us your messages and thoughts about it, or your questions on product market fit. And um, we're excited to see all of you here again next week on Quick Coffee. Awesome! Thanks so much for listening, and uh, see you back here next Thursday. Ciao.